Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Overcoming your emotional eating. In today's podcast, I'm live on a pre-recorded line talking about rebellion. And why am I talking about rebellion? Well, here's what we know, right? We all have a rebel within us. It's not just the teenagers that are rebellious. We all, even as adults, have a tiny rebel, and for some of us, a big rebel within us. There are underlying causes to that rebel and that rebellion and what we do with it. In today's podcast, you'll hear me talk with some clients about what that is, what that means, and what you can do with it. It really is a topic that we can all learn about and learn from. So take a listen and see what you can glean from this episode of Overcoming. And for those of you that are working on their emotional eating this year, and I'm going to continue to bring more resources this year. But I do have an e-book, an e-course, uh, emotional and E3 and your emotional eating. You can find it at www.wendyfrancis.com under courses and your emotional eating E3. If you want to look at your reasons, triggers, causes, underlying issues behind your emotional eating and some things that you can do to help with it to move forward. Go ahead and take a look at that course and see if it fits what you need to move forward and to let go of that deep-seated connection that exists between food and emotion for you. Thanks so much for listening. So I'll ask a question. Sure. This is my first time being on this call, even though I started with Integrated a year ago and have fallen completely off the wagon and down the trail and so on and so forth. Um, so I understand what you're saying in this call. I, I, I get that. But in terms of practical application, what's the best way to just get myself back, get myself back on track, back on plan, um, all of that stuff that I have gone so far off of? I've undone all of the process, not process, progress that I made in about two and a half, three months period time. And I mean, I know exactly what happened. I'm not, I'm not floundering around saying, why did this happen to me? Why did I do this? I know myself pretty well and I know what I did. So, but I'm struggling with picking myself up and getting back to the right mindset to where I should be. Great question. And thanks for coming on. So there's a number of ways to get back. First of all, do you know what derailed you? It was a combination of things. It was um, a a family gathering where I didn't want to eat what I ought to eat. I have two sons who are both incredibly inventive and wonderful cooks and don't have to worry about what the ingredients are or how they fit. And so we were together for about a week, and I just said, the heck with this. I'm just going to have fun. And then, and I've done this before. I mean, you know, I, I'm familiar with the yo-yo pattern. 
So even while I was doing it, I was saying, this is a mistake. You shouldn't be doing this. You want to have fun. You want to enjoy this. And so a part of you is resenting the fact that you can't just eat what you want and do what you want and then be what you want without having to go through any any Mm. process in between. And so there was that. And then once I got off that, um, it was easy to just stay there. It was easy to just not do the work anymore, not do the, you know, the, the restrictions, so to speak, although eating healthy is, is not a restriction necessarily. It's, it's fuel. But, you know, I, I, I've had to cut out a lot of the things that I enjoy. And, you know, and, and I will be honest and say that replacing them with eating correctly and exercising is not the same fulfillment process. It just isn't. So it was easy once I got out of the habit of being in good habits to stay in that place. And it wasn't, it wasn't trauma. It wasn't emotional turmoil, at least none that I can identify. It was just, I'm having fun now. And then staying there. Okay. Got it. Because it sounds like for you that being in the converse is not fun. Define that for me, being in the converse. Yeah, so, and I'm just going based on what you said, so that's what I'm trying to check out. So, so uh-huh. eating in this way, right, you said, like, I started to have, I was having fun, and I didn't want to stop, so to speak. It, yeah. and, and so, first and foremost, I would tell you one thing, because you want to figure out what derailed you first, right? So many people try to kind of pick themselves up and, and get back on the train, but you've got to you've got to learn. You always have to learn from our mistakes. If we don't learn, it wasn't worth making. That's what I believe about mistakes, because that's how we fail forward. We fail forward by learning. So, if I look at what you've told me with respect to you know, kind of one thing happened, one trigger, so to speak, or one event, and then there was a shame cycle that came in after that, which is not uncommon to have that happen. But the shame cycle of I shouldn't be doing this, right? That's shame. Shouldn't and should is always shame. So that came in after that. And then that moved you into kind of this different pattern of eating, right? So the reality is, is finding foods and recipes and things over here, because you've got this split dimension of eating for fun and what is fun and then eating in this way whatever we want to call this way, right? Mm -hmm. So one thing that would benefit you is to find foods over here, right? Like uh, over here. I wish I was in front of you um, because I'm super visual tonight because my voice is failing. So if you um, had recipes that that were healthy, that triggered the feeling of fun for you, it wouldn't be as hard to stay on it because you would at least get a little bit of the other world where foods are fun. Mm-hmm. So that would be one consideration is to really look up some recipes that you haven't tried that feel fun, that feel like what your sons might cook that are really yummy and beautiful and all of that, but maybe have a health quantity to that quality to it that would keep you closer to being on plan. That's one component because that's mm-hmm. missing. Yeah. Right. So logistically speaking, that's a missing piece. Right. Yeah, then I, we've got a. Yeah. I can see why it would be because I, I, I'm not a cook. Cooking is not something that I enjoy. So 
I cook very, very simply, and I'm happy with that until I get into a situation such as I described where, where all this other wonderful stuff comes in. But I understand your point is, is put the effort into that so that I can work my way to where. And I enjoy eating healthy. I don't want to make it sound like I was suffering when I was, was eating um, you know, according to plan. I wasn't. I, I can make food that tastes good. I, I don't know. It's just, I think part of it was just, you know, okay, so this is what it feels like to just let everything go to the wind. I like it being back over here. <laughs> which right. Is a mistake. Yeah. Right. And, and there's that, that's why I'm trying to kind of give you that middle ground so we could, yeah. you could find a bridge between one land and the other. Right. Because when that's separated for people, and yeah, it's not that that, you know, eating on plan didn't taste okay to you. But it definitely there's a there's a different new uh, uh, different when you're talking about being on plan versus being off. There's a way different distinction emotionality wise that I can even hear in your language. Oh sure, the two and worlds. you have to work at having the mindset. I have to work. I shouldn't put it on somebody else. I have to work at not having the mindset that eating on plan and eating healthy is deprivation. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and there's a logistical, right? So you're right. And there's a logistical pattern to that where you can, one, the, you know, find, like I said, logistically find some foods that might be really fun and taste yummy that are on plan. Mm-hmm. So that it doesn't feel like all I get is grilled chicken and salad. I'm not saying that that's what you were doing. I'm just kind of right. thinking classically through clients, right? Is, you know, that, that there's some other things that taste yummy and look yummy that are on plan. So that these two worlds are not so different. And then, yes, thinking about that mindset of deprivation, is that from current, right? Because there's a current component to that. If these kind of two food worlds, that's what I would look at them as if I'm seeing it visually, two food worlds are so distinctly different, there is definitely a level of deprivation on one versus the other, no doubt. Mm -hmm. So if we could bring those worlds a little closer together, it would help logistically. And then, Mm -hmm. yes, you've got to work with your mind. Like, what are you really being deprived of? Is it really being taken from you or... Are you making the choice? Mm-hmm. Because the deprivation mindset is because we feel like somebody is depriving us. We feel like it's being taken from us. And we don't want to feel like that as an adult. Like, let's face it, we don't even want to feel like that as a kid. I mean, that's why the biggest temper tantrums happen in the planet, because you take something away from a child, right? Yeah. So as an adult... We don't regularly throw ourselves down in the middle of Target and scream and yell and bat our feet against the floor, um, although we might want to, right? But when we feel like something's being taken from us, our internal child and the rebel within us is doing that. Mm-hmm. It's falling out on the floor and it's banging its fist going, don't take it, don't take it, don't take it, don't take it. Which is different than saying, I'm making the choice to treat my body like this right now so that it can heal. 
Mm -hmm. That's the shift. Yeah. So you have to decide what your choice is and why, right? I always go to this, why you're making the choice, like the real why. Why are you making, making the choice? That makes sense. And, and those are the things that you know I know to do. I just haven't done them. So. Yeah. So now you can, mm -hmm. now that you have some tools. But for you, you're really cognitive, right? So I would say for you, you're really going to have to make sure that you get into your choice and your why with some facet of emotion. Because it's the only, you're, you have more emotion when you speak about eating how you were eating. You know, it's fun and I can throw caution to the wind. And I mean, man, like I want to come with you on that ride, right? <laughs> so, but like I'm, I'm coming on that ride, but I don't want to come on this ride that you're on. It doesn't sound enticing to me. And it doesn't yeah, sound enticing to you either. Right. So... It's, uh, you know, and there is an emotional component to it. When I said that it wasn't trauma, it wasn't, there wasn't a specific thing. But it is tied up in the last couple of years of isolation and not seeing people. And then finally, we could get to after everybody was, was vaccinated in my family. Um, mm -hmm. And we were able to meet because we have a little grandchild who couldn't be vaccinated. And so we were able to get, so it was all wrapped up in that. And I recognize that. And mm -hmm. I recognize that now that I'm back in my house by myself. There's the rebellious part of me that says, no, I don't like this. I want to go back to the world the way it was. And that's, I know that that's tied up into it. So I don't want to make it sound like there's no emotion involved. There is emotion involved in, in the poor choices that I'm making that are, what's the word I want? Um, less positive emotions mm -hmm. <laughs> are, are influencing my rebelliousness against myself, so to speak. So. Certainly. Yeah, and, yeah, and I get that. And what you've hit is on a deeper chord, right? Mm -hmm. Be, yep. Because you're, you're absolutely right. There's a, there's a rebellion that's going on now universally again as people are sick again and in their home and, and isolated and, you know, they're depending on where you mm -hmm. live and, and the fear. And so there, there is that underlying component that you have to bring out, so to speak, and say, okay, so I, and I get it. Listen, I, I get it because I've had to lay down more in the last nine days than I've had to lay down in my entire life, I think. So I really, I really get that rebellious nature and that component and, and to recognize that and then to recognize that the food's really not going to make that better. Mm -hmm. And so let's really get rebellious and angry about what's, what really is going on for you or for us as a country, and let's leave the food out of it. Yep, that makes sense. So that we can really get, you know, for, 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 for everyone, so we can really get underneath it. And then you can really, because you've got to recognize the emotion first and really what's underneath it and then what's underneath it, so to speak, because there's layers of things going on right now. But we really got to recognize what's underneath it and then underneath it. And then we could go, okay, like, here it is. Like, here's what I'm mad about. Here's what I'm rebelling against. 
And here's how I'm going to get it out of my food, and here's how I'm going to get it in my life so that I can either, A, express it to my friends, B, write it down, C, put it in a painting, D, blog it on an email, or whatever that is, right? So you could take that rebellious component and, and put it somewhere, and then in your food, you can get back to what your why is for the choice to change. Mm-hmm. So those things can become separated in their lanes, which is really where they're meant to be. But when we have any emotional connection to food, and research says 88% of us do, which is a high statistic, and I believe mm-hmm. it to be true. But when we have those things, emotion and emotion and food links, right, how could we, during times of high emotion, how could we not put them in the same bucket or the same lanes? So if we take those two things and separate them, okay, my choice is to eat this way and here's why. And then here's how I'm going to do it so that my food can feel fun and my food can taste yummy, right? And then I'm also going to take my feelings of rebelliousness about what's going on and being in isolation, et cetera, et cetera, um, and I'm going to feel those feelings. I'm just not going to put them in my food anymore. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. So that is where you need to go logistically, right, looking for some recipes and things that taste really good, looking at that mindset piece as we've kind of walked through now. And then the reality for you is really, really getting back to what your why is. Why, why do you want to change? Why do you want to eat different? Why do you want to heal your body? Why do you want to change your body? Yes. So that you can hold that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Homework. <laughs> yeah. And you can, you can do that. I mean, that's why I, what I love is, you know, what you're speaking, what you're speaking about in two tonight is really where so many people are. There's a lot of people that reach out to me every week and I'm honored by that, but I'm hearing, I'm hearing it from people. So I, I get it. You're, you're speaking what people are feeling right now. So I, I, you're not alone, and I totally understand. And if, and if you can just begin to break, branch, break those two things apart, because this too shall pass. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that. I know many of us are, are kind of in this place of, you know, uh, kind of going back under the wave of feeling, right? But I also recognize from a factual perspective that this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. And we want to be able to come out the other side healthier, bigger, brighter, bolder um, in who we are and treating ourselves better than we ever have on the other side of all of this. True. It's just getting there by yes. doing this. Well, thank you. I don't want to monopolize the, the call, so thank you. I appreciate that. No, you're very, very welcome. Thank you for coming on because, you're, like I said, you're speaking what the masses are saying, and so I love that you, you brought that to the table tonight, no pun intended, because it's something I've been hearing kind of ripples of, which is a little bit different. 2022 has been 
different for many people because a lot of times, obviously, as many of you know, coming out of the gate, right, January 1st, people like are like <laughs> jump up out of the gate and they're like, I've got it. And, you know, for the month of January, everyone's got it and they're doing great and everything's great. And, and 2022 has gotten off to a different start. Um, mm -hmm. for many people because people are having this kind of I'm spinning my wheels and I can't get my mind right and I can't seem to, to, to make it happen. So it is not uh, it's something I'm hearing across the board. So thank you for coming on and, and, um, and playing and talking with me through that. Thank you. My pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Rate review and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.